serves our academy campus during the week, he walked up to us and he had a huge smile on his face. He was just beaming, grinning from ear to ear. The reason? Because one of our young students, one of the little ladies in our pre-kindergarten classrooms, maybe one of them that you heard this morning as they joined their voices to sing before us, and one of those young ladies who is very shy, who doesn't really say much of anything to anyone, all right, it's very hard to get her to say just good morning, even to make eye contact in the morning as she walks through the doors One of those little girls, if there are tough nuts to crack, like she is a diamond. Okay. But this little girl, not only did she say good morning to Officer Matthew, she shouted it. She raised up her hands and waved at him and called his name and said good morning. And so Officer Matthew, huge smile on his face, he came up to us, he said, I feel so blessed. And since there's a bunch of preschool families here and you're wondering, was that my daughter? That was mine. (laughs) She doesn't really want to say hi to many people. Officer Matt said, I feel so blessed. And I feel pretty blessed uh, this week as well. Coming off of Easter Sunday worship, uh, that was amazing, awesome, to worship together with so many of you, to celebrate, to socialize, to gather together, to, to remember the joy that we have in our resurrected Lord Christ. It, it was awesome, just a, a great, fantastic week of worship last week, this morning, to see the preschool kids here singing out their praises to God. I feel blessed. And maybe we say that, I feel blessed, when it's you know, perfectly blue skies outside, maybe just a few of those really fluffy white clouds, and you're sitting somewhere where the grass beside you is just a vibrant green, and you can see the fountain out in the lake, and it's just gently spraying the water, 78 degrees, and you say, I I feel blessed. When might you say that? When might you say, I feel blessed? And when might you not? For as much as we enjoy and love the times that we do feel blessed, how do we feel about the times that we don't? We hate them, despise them, and grumble and and complain. Maybe we're frustrated by them, aggravated, sad. Maybe you don't feel blessed. Maybe, maybe you say, I don't, I don't feel blessed. I feel hurt because the people in my life that I care about, they've, they've turned their backs on me. They've given me the cold shoulder because of their anger. Maybe the people that you're trying to lead and disciple and help them to grow in their faith in God's word, maybe, maybe they've turned away from it, rejected it, they don't want to hear it anymore, or, or maybe they've fallen, they've stumbled in their faith. Maybe the sky is gray. Or at least it may as well be gray because of the way that you feel inside, because you are sad, you are depressed. 
And it doesn't matter how vibrant and joyful it looks out there, because in here is a different story. And all of that goodness, the blue sky, the green grass, the fountain, it can't lift up, it can't enliven your own heart, it can't take away that black cloud that's hovering over your heart and mind. Or any one of the other millions of reasons that are out there that you might be convinced that you are not blessed. And so, dear friends, I want to share something with you this morning. It's our first key point that we have. If you're taking notes, you can write this one down. How you feel is not who you are. How you feel is not who you are. See, we are convinced that our feelings often our truth. We just accept them as truth. But in reality, our emotions can eclipse the truth in our hearts. And it's not very popular to say that today, but your feelings can lie to you. Your emotions can lie to you, but your God never lies. And the Bible never lies to you. Your resurrected Lord Jesus never lies to you. And so the biblical message that we have before us, it presents facts, not feelings. Instead of emotions, it provides concrete truths. And so today I want to share with you the amazing truth of how blessed you are, whether you feel it or not. And it's the amazing truth that the earthly church leader, the Apostle Paul, he declared to those believers in the city of Ephesus. And Paul, as we heard him, he began this way, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. The truth is, Paul wrote this letter in less than ideal circumstances. He was under arrest. He was not a free man. As he sat there to write this letter, Roman guards looked over his shoulder. They watched his every move to make sure that he would not flee from that house where he was being held. As he awaited trial before the Roman emperor, Caesar himself. And over the last two years, his entire earthly fate had been up in the air. Up in the, in the hands of various government officials as he had been on trial before them. The Christians to whom he was writing in Ephesus, they may have had many earthly temporal blessings. Ephesus was a very wealthy city. The, the Jewish population there, they enjoyed special privileges. They were exempt from being conscripted into the Roman army. They could freely practice their religion in the way that they wanted there. But when Paul had first come and he had began to preach a message of Jesus and gathered a following, and started a church, it faced hostility, both from Jews and Greeks. And now Paul was gone. The leadership had passed on to others. This letter was written to strengthen them in their faith, strengthen them in their determination and their resolve to stand on the truth of a resurrected Lord Jesus. 
Paul sought to remind them of their identity as God's holy people. And that is your identity too. You are one of God's holy people in Christ Jesus. And so Paul begins, as he thinks about that, with this exuberant, joyful declaration of praise to God. He says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. This idea of blessing shows up all over the Bible. As I made a search for every different use of the word bless or blessed or blessing, 427 times it comes up in the Bible. And it can be one person blessing another person. It can be the blessing that we give to God as we praise and worship his name. But here is very specifically how God blesses us. Paul says that he has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. And I know that right now, you are tempted to dismiss everything that I'm about to say to you. Because you see those two words up there, heavenly and spiritual, and you think what Paul's talking about doesn't apply to right here, right now. It doesn't affect my day-to-day life. It's not applicable. It's not going to make a noticeable difference or change in what I face every single day in, in this world, this life. That's what I need. But dear friends, those two words infuse what Paul is saying with incredible power. Because Paul is talking about blessings that transcend. They transcend your circumstance. They they transcend time. They transcend your feelings and your emotions. They allow you to know greater hope and greater confidence. Because isn't it true that if, that if it is true that there is a God and there is heaven, and if it is true that this God sent his only son, Jesus, and he became a human being, and if it is true that this human being, this man, Jesus, he went to the cross, and if it's true that he died on the cross for your sins and my sins, and if it's true that he was laid to rest in a tomb, and then if it is true that after that he rose from that tomb, if it is true that there is a grave in Israel that is empty and has remained empty to this very day, if all of that is true, then doesn't it elevate heavenly and spiritual? Doesn't it mean that heavenly and spiritual trump earthly and physical every single time? So that we know that spiritual, spiritual blessings are far superior to physical blessings. And heavenly blessings are far, far superior to earthly blessings. You see, these blessings that Paul talks about, they can't be taken away if the stock market crashes. They don't disappear if your house is burned down to the ground in an inferno or it is swept away by a raging flood. They don't dissipate based on your feelings. These blessings transcend. 
They transcend our times. They transcend our struggles because these blessings are found in Christ. And they are only found in the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus' resurrection makes these blessings so sure and certain because his death and resurrection are so sure and certain. And so one of Jesus' followers, Thomas, he discovered this in an incredible way. Thomas struggled to believe when Jesus' other friends told him that they had seen the resurrected Jesus. They had seen Jesus alive. Again, he he was right there in front of them. But Thomas, he struggled to believe that. Until Jesus came to him and gave Thomas an incredible experience. Until Jesus came to him and said, Thomas, look at my hands, look at my feet. Put your finger right there in the nail mark that I suffered for you. Put your hand right there in the side that was pierced to prove that I had died. And then Thomas said, or Jesus said something incredible to Thomas. Something incredible for you and me. He said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And so Jesus promises that you are blessed in him. Look to Jesus, look to his cross, look to his empty tomb and keep your focus there. And that's exactly what Paul encourages us to do. He pushes us to have the proper focus Verses 3 through 14, that almost that entire section that I read for you is really one long sentence. And did you notice how many times in that sentence Paul put the focus on God? He said he, him, Christ, God. The references to the divine in that whole section, I counted them up, 24 Do you know how many times Paul put the focus on us? How many times he said we or us or you? I counted those up too, 12. So Paul emphasized God twice as many times as us. Paul emphasized that God was the one who was active. God was the doer. God was the one who blessed. God is the one who saves. So can I ask you a question? In those moments in your life when you don't feel blessed, where's your focus? Is your focus on Jesus and his cross? Is your focus on his empty tomb or is your focus on you? On your struggles, on your problems, on your issues? Is your focus on what God has done for you And how you can remember that he is the one who's active, that he blesses, he saves. Do you concentrate on Jesus' empty tomb and the massive victory that he won for us that is present for all eternity, that lasts forever? Are you focused on the little victory that you're trying to win for that day that maybe will last for a few hours, maybe a week, maybe a year, but it's not eternal? Dear friends, joyfully keep your focus on Christ so that you can celebrate the blessings you have, those 
blessings that transcend the temporary, those blessings that are eternal. And so when you feel alone and isolated, when you feel rejected and you feel like no one wants you, I mean, you're picked last at work, at home, on the basketball court. Because you're not smart enough or you're not strong enough or you're not fast enough. Remember that you are blessed because in Christ, you are chosen first. Paul says, he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. You are chosen to be perfect in God's sight, exactly who he wants you to be. And when you feel unloved, when you feel neglected, when you feel that you are without a place in this world, you can know, not feel, but know that you are blessed because of what Paul says next. He says, In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. God loved you so much that he decided before anything that you did, anything at all, he decided to bring you into his family. And when you, when you feel the massive weight of guilt, when you feel the oppressive burden of shame, and you're, you're struggling with your mistakes, and it compels you to turn away in tears and in disgust, then remember even if you feel ashamed, even if you feel worthless, remember how blessed you are because God decided that you are worth his very own blood. You are blessed because you are forgiven. Paul says, in him we have redemption. We've been bought back through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. When you don't feel blessed, because you're stressed about your finances, because you feel the bills piling up, because you're thinking about braces or college or, or any other thing that you might be thinking about, remember how blessed you are because you have the riches of God's grace. When you feel like you're an outcast, you don't quite fit in with others, your interests are unique and different, and it makes it hard to socialize and connect with other people. Remember that you are blessed because in Christ, you were included. You were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you don't feel blessed because there's, you feel like there's nothing significant about your life, uh, no accolades that you can put up on the wall, trophies to present to others, to display, you don't have any medals that you can hang around your neck, remember that you are blessed because you have been marked with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. We don't feel blessed because you're concerned about the future and you're anxiously pouring over the language of your will. 
and all the documents that you've put together, and then you realize that it really doesn't matter because after you're gone, you really don't have control over what happens. Know that you are blessed because you have an inheritance. This Holy Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance. And so friends, no matter how you feel, you are blessed. You are blessed because of what you know to be true. Paul says that God made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. And what a mystery that is. That the almighty God would take pleasure in saving you and me. Sinners who are so far lost, so far gone, so far turned away from him, but it was his will to draw you back, to restore you, to make you his own dear child. And it was his will to accomplish all of this for you in Christ. So I pray that as you walk around, you have a huge smile on your face. That you are grinning from ear to ear because you feel blessed. And not because you feel it, but because you know that it is true. That you know that you are blessed in your resurrected Lord Jesus Christ with every spiritual blessing. All God's people.